Welcome back to the BTB show, guys. This week, I actually get to interview Shani, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode because it's not very often you hear us, or I think people in general, talk about when they're struggling. People are happy to talk about when they're winning and what's going well, but in this episode, Shan openly talks about what the last two years have looked like in her business as she set herself a business goal and was being challenged, or we like to say had universal lessons that she had to learn along the way to grow into the person and the leader that she needed to be in order to manifest that goal. So if you follow us on social media, you may have seen recently Shen has just hit the new pinnacle position in our company, which is a new position the company created two years ago when they created some new things that we could work towards in our compensation plan. And Shen is the first person in the Southern Hemisphere to actually earn her spot. So this episode is all about what that journey actually looked like. She talks about the importance of having vision, the importance of persistence. She talks about the power of revisiting your vision and also asking yourself some really good questions on who does that next level of you need to be to attain that next level, whether it's in business, it's in life, it's in abundance. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to share with us what you guys take from it and we will see you next week on the show. What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only of your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference and Ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influencers. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring and authentic to you and your mission. 
We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson, and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level, wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach, and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator, and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So, on that note, let's talk business. And we are on, and this week I actually get to do more of like an interview. It's going to be a soul chat like always, but I actually get to interview the beautiful Shen. So it's just Shen and myself today. So Shen, how are you, babe? Thanks for having me on. (laughs) (laughs) We, I'm going to do a quick shout out for Shen. So as you know, I've been working with Shen in the online space now for six years. You've heard our story. We've intertwined our story through lots of different episodes on how the network marketing profession found us. I actually found Shen through a post. She did a recruitment post and a mutual friend tagged me in it. So she's become one of my best friends over the last six years. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a shout out for her because despite us working together, I don't think I actually get many opportunities to say how much you inspire me and how much you mentor me and you help me. And this episode is actually to congratulate and celebrate the beautiful Shen because she has just hit the pinnacle position in our company. I always say pinnacle position is national marketing director. You'll hear us talk about we have the girls interviewed in our team who hit it. But was it 18 months ago, two, two, two years ago, they changed the compensation plan and they brought in three new positions, which was exciting because it meant Shannon and myself and the girls in our team we had something new to be inspired by, something to work towards, which was really to push our own growth. And Shan has just actually recently hit the new pinnacle, pinnacle position in our company called PMD Plus. And what's even more epic and exciting about this is when they created the new compensation plan, the people who were already at that volume kind of got placed into that spot. So there were four other PMDs in our company who got placed there. But Shan is the first person in the Southern Hemisphere in our company and also the youngest PMD Plus to smash that position and actually earn it and work towards it. And firstly, some massive congratulations because it's mega. It's a really big deal. And it's not just a position as we know. It's a person you become. It's the impact that you're having. It's a team effort. It's a leader that you're you're bringing up and it's a success that you're helping your team have. What's been even more inspiring is following your journey and knowing that it hasn't all been rainbows and sunshine and for anyone who is lucky or fortunate enough to know Shan, Shan is a very private person and she is somebody who keeps her cool, calm and collected face on at most times. So you would never know when she's stressed. You would never know when she's worried. You would never know when she's having doubts. She just looks like she's got her shit together 24-7. <laughs> so knowing oh, the backstory <laughs> and just knowing that the last two years have actually looked like 
I just wanted to say, firstly, I'm so proud of you. I am so honoured and grateful I get to work alongside you. And you really are somebody who leads from the front. You are the example for not just myself, but so many women out there of what they can achieve when they set their mind to it. And you really can have it all. You can have your health. You can have a beautiful, abundant income. You can be an amazing, heartfelt leader. You can be tapped into your femininity and flow. And that's been a journey we've both been on for the last six years. So firstly, you did it. Congratulations. Love you. That was so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I know we wanted to actually do this episode more so on the journey because getting there hasn't just been a skip, hope, hop and a jump like we originally thought. So maybe do you want to share what what your headspace was like? when they announced the new positions. Is that where you want to start or where would you like to take it from? Yeah, let's start it from there, I suppose. Yeah, like we had hit NMD. Both of us had hit NMD. We had been there for a few years. And it's not like the finish line wasn't, I mean, stretched for us. Like we had other goals beyond NMD, even though back then that was the V pinnacle position. It was the last position and the top position. We still had bigger goals. Like there's more goals that you always have beyond a, a milestone or a rank. It's income goals. It's how many team you have. It's how many people you're helping. It's volume that you're turning over per month. So there was always other goals. So when they introduced the the four extra positions, it was like, oh my God, there's a new finish line. Like there's something else to go for that's tangible and it has structure requirements and criteria and I have to meet all these things. And you and I are both twisted laws. Like we just saw it as a game. <laughs> it's like playing a game. Like, okay, well, you've set the challenge. Like let's go for it. So when they announced that um, in late 2019 and they were going to release and start that new compensation plan January 2020, I had kind of done like a little bit of a, I guess like a trajectory of how long I thought it was going to take. And I got placed automatically, like you had just explained, at the second top position. So I just had one position to go. And I predicted I could have done it in four months. So I was like, sweet, like by April 2020, my birthday, it's going to be the best birthday ever. I'm going to reach it. And 20 months on, here we are. So it took way longer than four months. So yeah, in, initial feelings to answer your question was like excitement. It was like the thrill of the chase. It was a new game to play, new criteria to me new thing to achieve and then as the last 20 months have progressed and it didn't happen in April 2020 and then it didn't happen in May or June or July or fast forward like didn't happen this year January February March April like you know it got harder and harder and if if I'm really honest every month was a kick in the guts because I was like shit like why isn't this happening so it's the feeling definitely wore off, like that excitement of the game wore off. It was more like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I do this? What am I missing? Why can't I see? Like, why is no one helping me? You know, you go into that shame, blame, justify. Then you're like, nope, I've got to take responsibility. Like, what can I do? How can I? So it was a really interesting roller coaster, to be honest. The last 20 months, I have fought my inner mean girl like never before, but yeah, it was, oh my gosh, I wouldn't change it for a lot. I would not change the journey at all. I've learned so much about myself. 
Yeah, I know something that we always say, it's a saying that we've used, especially over the last two years, is that leaders are born in winter. I think I've seen firsthand the person you've grown into over the last two years. Like, we aren't who we were two years ago. And it, if it was easy, we wouldn't have become who we have become. Like, systems, marketing, leadership, emotional intelligence, conflict resolution, I think of all the things and actually might be a story you can tell later on in the episode, but it keeps coming down to that story you talk about with Maddie, like in his company, how he had that challenge and that challenge in itself ends up being what made him heaps of money. And I keep thinking that that's what the last two years have been for us. It's everything that we've learned in those two years is actually going to equip you with everything we need, the abundance here going forward. Totally. You, yeah, to think that I... Like looking back now, it could have been done in four months, but I would have learned nothing. And what I've learned in the last 20 months on that journey of getting there, oh my God, like I have learned so many skills that no book could have ever taught me, no coach, no personal development course could have ever taught me. Like it, they're skills and lessons that you could only take on from real life experience. And yeah, like that story with Maddie, like in case no one knows what we're talking about. I'm sure I brought it up in a different episode, but when Matt was running his business, his construction company, he had a client that really nearly toppled him over and it was a massive lesson for him. So many things that he learned in that period of time, he says today is what, like it, that mistake and that lesson and that near like very scary situation of him having to fold his company actually has is what's taught him so much and that mistake has made him so much money because of the decisions he makes now and the choices that he makes now and the emotional intelligence and and how he moves forward on things like it was that mistake or that you know that quote-unquote horrible experience that's equipped him with what he knows today. And that, yeah, I just think the last 20 months is definitely that. If I would have gotten there in four months, like I'd know nothing. <laughs> I would not know shit. <laughs> Hindsight, it's such a beautiful thing. But I guess, yeah. and I know we can say that looking back, but when you're in the thick of it, like when it didn't happen in four months or five months or six months or 12 months or 18 months, could you see the lessons when you're in it? Like how did you ground yourself to stay present in the journey, to look for the lessons, to look for the growth? Um, I think I, the mindset of like, this is not happening for a reason, like there's something else I've got to learn. Just, it was like my mantra. It was just like, what haven't I learned yet? What am I not seeing? Because I just knew that I hadn't implemented something or learned something or picked something up yet that was necessary for this next phase of business. And so in the moment, no, I didn't understand what it was. I was just frustrated. I was just like this little teenager throwing a tantrum at the world about why it wasn't happening. (laughs) Even though I knew like intellectually there was something that I had to learn that I couldn't see. And I remember journaling like, dear universe, just tell me what the F it is. Like, I'm ready to know what it is. Just tell me what it is. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to know what this lesson is. But it, you know, it just took some time. And now I guess in hindsight, yeah, it was so blatantly obvious, which I will definitely share in this episode. But yet when you're in the thick of it, you don't see it. It's like something has to happen for it to click and it might be an event or it might be something, someone says something to you or it might be like in what it was for me. In my case, it was just surrender. 
like I just had so much control. I wanted so much control over the situation that I thought like doing more was what was required for it to happen. But there was a moment of like pure release and surrender earlier this year where I was like, why am I busting my ass for this thing? I'm just going to surrender and let this lesson come to me however it needs to. And the lesson was surrender. It was actually just like letting go of the control of it and just, um, so yeah, there were so many, so many little lessons like that, but it was actually a book that I read that helped me surrender. And it was the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, that like, I cried nearly in every page reading that because I felt like the author was talking to me. It was like a book written for Shani in that like frustrating time of business. And um, one of the biggest things he talks about in that book is just having faith. And I didn't have faith. Like I was forcing this achievement to happen through just doing rather than just like believing that it was going to happen in due course. So that was a big part of it. I'll make sure we pop it in the show notes because Shan actually did a really good conference. She spoke at our conference sharing some of the takeaways from that book. And I know that speech that you presented was actually really about your own mindset journey on the way to PMD plus, wasn't it? Oh, that, that closing speech at conference was my own pep talk to myself because I finished the book. Um, and yeah, we'll put the conference speech in the show notes so people can watch it. But I read the book and I like finally had my aha moment of like, holy shit, like I just need to persist. I just need to have faith. I need to take action, but like I need to have vision. That like entire 60 minute closing speech was literally like me having a pep talk to my inner mean girl pretty much. So yeah, it was, it was pretty special. I love it. So there's so many things I want to tease out. One of them being, because I know there's a lot of people who probably listen to this and they might see themselves in you. There's a goal, whether they're in network marketing or they're just in business, there's something that they really want that maybe they've lost faith on or something that they thought that would come easy and it hasn't. And they're sitting there probably playing that game. Like, is it worth it? Can I do it? Is it going to happen? Like, how did you stay in the game? How did you not, how did you persist? What advice or what practical things did you personally use that helped you stay the course? Yeah. So if I talk timeline, when it didn't happen in April, like I predicted it would have, um, there, I think there were a few months there after April of just like trying to implement new things. And it, so I was just focused on implementing new action, new strategy. Like I was soaking up all the amazing coaching from like Eric Ware, for example, that he does with his mastermind. He's like, you know, he coaches million dollar earners and then like they all share. So I like picked a lot of those things out and I started implementing. And then it got to a point in the, at the end of 2020 where I was like, okay, like that's not moved the needle. So um, I remember around, it was about November, 2020. I was like, I think I just need to become the new next level me. Like that's the next thing. (laughs) So I decided to evolve and grow myself and be like a better version of me. The way I did that was through a 75 hard challenge. So I started that in November because I wanted to be, I love the whole concept that Andy Frizzella has for the 75 hard challenge. It's about grit. It's about persistence. It's about showing up when it's hard. It's about you know, you doing things when it's hard. And for me, like doing all the criteria of the 75 hard, like 
that was hard, like reading the book and drinking all the water and exercising twice. And that scared me, but I was like, that's the next level of Shani. Like I need to do that. So I did the 75 hard challenge, totally up-leveled my health. Cause that in my mind back then, I was like the Shani, that's a PMD plus. Like she looks after her health. She's, you know, she does this better. She exercises, she moves her body, she drinks lots of water. She eats really healthy. So like, I was very happy to step into that. Did that over like the Christmas break. I did 75 hard twice after that again in early this year. And then I remember on one of my evening walks with Matt, because we did it together and you've done 75 hard, Lozzie. So you know what it's like when you have those DMs late at night, you're doing like your 12 o'clock <laughs> midnight walk for your second workout. We're just walking up and down our street because we had to do 45 minutes of walking. It was like nearly midnight and I'm frustrated at the business and I remember Matt just saying like, well, what, like if money wasn't an object, what would you do to learn about how you could go next level with your business? And I said, I would hire a coach. And the idea of, yeah, hiring a coach came from 75 hard midnight walk. And so we kind of reached out to some people in the network marketing industry and just said, hey, like if you were to have a one-on-one coach, who would it be? And we got we had a few recommendations, but we ended up going with the incredible Richard Bliss book. And so we coached with him. And yeah, at the time, like it was really scary investing in that. That was like more than a quarter of my income check monthly to him. But I was like, you know what? I'm at a point now. It'd been nearly a year that I hadn't reached this position. I was like, I'm willing to invest whatever I have to, to just make this work. Like if I, if I just can't, if I can't see what I need to know, like I want to pay someone to tell me what it is. And that was like one of the best investments that Matt and I did this year, coaching with him. We coached with him for about four or five months and it was spectacular. So yeah, I guess like that happened. And then it was just like, I, every month was like implementing a new thing, a new, a new item or a new strategy. Richard definitely helped um, and helped us see like some holes in our business that I couldn't see before talking to anyone. He helped us see like we really needed to invest more in our leadership development. We needed to really invest more in um, raising our mid-level leaders up and just, you know, fine-tuning our systems, which were already amazing. But he was like, you know, you can just tweak this here and tweak that there. So it was great insight. But, yeah, one of the things that Richard said to me on one of my very last calls was because I was telling him how frustrated I was that PMD Plus hadn't happened. And I was telling him like every single strategy I had put in place every month since January, 2020. And he was like, you know what? I'd rather you reach this promotion because you raised incredible leaders rather than because you forced momentum because of different incentives and, and strategies. And, you know, you like working your butt off to try and work it out. He's like, I'd rather you raise a beautiful bunch of leaders who are independent and they're winning rather than you like driving the ship because you're always putting something new on the table. And I thought that was really cool that he suggested that. So yeah, from there onwards, it was just like, okay, well, I need to invest in my community and just, yeah, that was part of the releasing and letting go of like the hard work, quote unquote. And it was more about investing time with the people who needed my time. And I think that's even that alone has been a really nice journey to watch within our team and observe within our team of the girls who have stepped into that space. And for any other leaders who are listening to this, like maybe whether you're in corporate or you are in the network marketing professional, just traditional business, 
sometimes you do think that you're doing your team a favor by doing everything for everyone but that's not how you raise leaders and sometimes people are actually they are hungry to step into the light but they just don't see the space or the opportunity to do so because you're always in it so I know that was a big part of that surrendering piece and just the community and the culture and the girls we've had who have really stepped into the spotlight over the last 12 months it's been beautiful to watch and I know the first two years when we launched our business you guys probably remember our brand babes in business it felt like it was just shedding at my face on everything yeah you don't know what you don't know we were babies in business so it's been really beautiful the last few years I think the last two years in particular yeah like this team is so many beautiful successful inspiring driven independent leaders and I think that's been one of the best gifts that the last two years has has gifted us and the whole team because of that lesson for sure and you know leadership is not easy like I think a lot of people fantasize and romanticize about being a leader it's freaking hard like oh my god it's just like it's like a kick in the guts every now and then you know you have to have difficult conversations you need to take on criticism constructive criticism um you need to resolve conflict you need to problem solve you know and I think the hardest part about leadership is having really difficult conversations with people where things are highlighted that you don't necessarily want to know or look at willingly it's like looking in the mirror and seeing all your ugly parts of yourself when people are reflecting that back to you and it's just like ah, that hurts that hurts so much and I think as well like the nature of network marketing yes it's a business and yes you you recruit people and you you raise people up but you also like well for our team anyway loz like like we make friends with our team. Like it's, this isn't just like a transactional business relationship. Like I love the girls that I work with. Like they're my mates. They're people that I could spend time with outside of business. And so when you're having to have these difficult conversations with people, it's so much harder than like having a difficult conversation with a girlfriend. (laughs) don't you reckon? Like, because there's so much involved, so many emotions. It's not just, you know, business. Um, It's friendship. It's like, yeah, you got to work with that person again, beyond the resolution of the problem. And yeah, it's just, it hurts. Sometimes people say things that are really hurtful. People do things without noticing. It's not, you know, they haven't done it maliciously or or on purpose, but it's just all those feels and then people leaving and you're just like, but we, I thought we were friends. Like, why are you leaving? <laughs> and just all those things that come up, like leadership is freaking hard and you need to be a leader to be successful in this business. So you need to do one of the hardest things I believe on the planet to be successful at this. So it's just like duality. It's just like black and white and yin and yang, isn't it? <laughs> And so what helped you, what were some specific things that you leaned into the last two years to help you particularly in leadership? And there's a lot of girls who are kind of reflecting, knowing that's where they need to grow. What helped you become the leader that you are now? Um, I heard something really cool today that I thought was just perfect for this question. And it's, if you base your motivation on your results in network marketing, you're dead. You, you have to base your motivation on your vision and your belief and your faith in where you're going. And so what that means is like if you get inspired and motivated to continue because your income's going up or your team's growing bigger or your team are winning or you're winning, 
like, and that's all you base motivation on the months where you don't have that, where your paycheck doesn't grow and your volume doesn't grow and your team don't win and you don't win, then it's really hard for you to get out of that funk because you are placing all of this expectation on your worthiness and your motivation being all about winning. So it really has to be revolved around vision. And so for me, like, in those dark months where nothing was moving forward, I think what kept me alive was like, I just knew where I was going. Like there was like this insatiable, clear vision and belief in not only what I could create, but the vision of what I want to create is so crystal clear. Like Matt and I are meticulous with this. Like we vision set, we goal set, we, talk about our future and what we want to create together individually as people and as a couple it's like it's part of our dinner chat like nearly every night we fantasize and and talk about the future and what's coming for us and like even having a vision statement a document like my doc my vision statement takes 18 minutes to read and it's because I've written everything in there on what I do how I impact people what I am rewarded with in return for my gifts that I give to the world, what my life looks like, what it feels like, what my income looks like, what my business looks like. Like it's, there's just so much clarity around that. So I think when you don't have vision of where you're going or what you want to create, it's really hard for you to get up on a, on a dark day and keep at it because why would you? If you're just looking at your results and you're like, oh, I'm not winning, so I'm not going to do anything today, well, then that explains why, like, you're not moving forward. But when you've got a piece of paper or a vision board or even just, like, internal thoughts of what you want to create and where you're going and what you're working for despite the lack of results, then you just become unstoppable. Like, you're literally unshakable. Like, no shitty month can rock you. Like, yeah, you'll have your doubts and you'll have your moments of self-talk, but it's easy to snap out of it because you're like, I don't care. Like, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm worthy of. I know what I'm going to create. I'm just going to get back on the horse and do it. Have you always had a really strong vision or how have you strengthened that over the years? Um, it's funny. Like, when I was a kid, like, I used to walk through prize homes and be like, one day... I'm going to live in a prize home. And I don't know why I wanted to. Maybe it was the void in my life at the time. Like there was a money void growing up. Um, We didn't have everything growing up. And I actually am so grateful for that because I think without that pain and void, I don't think I would have had the desire and I wouldn't be money motivated. But then I think as I grew up, like as I became a young adult, no, there wasn't any vision at all. Like when I was a nurse, for example, like I just thought, wow, like 80 grand a year is what I would love to earn one day. I know if I'm in nursing for five years, that'll be my income. 80 grand a year is just like, whoa, so much money. And then um, I just accidentally fell into the personal development world and realized how every successful person around me in that world had strong vision and what's called a a vision statement, like this document that I'm talking about that takes 18 minutes to read. Um, And I just picked up on, you know, like success, these clues, and I picked up on that if I 
could have a vision that was way beyond like in my realm of possibility, but I wrote it down and I had some type of faith that it could happen. Then maybe it could happen. I fell into manifestation, but not like the woo-woo type. Like I started really learning about quantum physics and how you're a co-creator of your reality. And that made sense to me. And I loved the sound of that. So to answer the question, no, I didn't have vision, but I think when I started in network marketing, you automatically by default fall into the personal development world and rather than just like reading heaps of books and not taking action I actually implemented everything that I've ever been taught um and then it's just grown over time like that vision has still has held strong over time because I've seen what it creates when you do have a clear vision would you agree to that the network marketing profession helps you have a strong vision because you can actually see what the profession can deliver. Like it's hard to have a vision if you don't see people around you achieving it and thinking it's possible. But then when you see people before you, people in the profession, people in our company, people in other companies, you're like, if that's available for them, then of course it's available for me because I don't know if you can relate, but I guess I, I always had a vision, but I always, I just never, I doubted it because I never saw how it would happen until this profession came into my life. I suddenly had a vehicle of like, okay, now I can get to that vision. Like it makes it more real knowing that you actually have something in your hands that if you get to work, you can co-create that. Fully. Well, yeah, I think about when I was a nurse and I wasn't in network marketing, I didn't have exposure to people who had created great things really like, yes, I worked with doctors, for example, but that was probably the only like, successful type of people in my life at the time doctors like anesthetists and surgeons because I was a theater nurse but then again like I didn't have exposure to their lifestyle I didn't know what their life looked like outside the theater room while they you know outside of their scrubs so you kind of like assume what they earn but you're in this frame of mind of oh but I'm a nurse and I'll never earn that so there was no dreaming And then you get introduced to network marketing and yeah, you're right. There are people all around you creating magic in their lives, like creating flow and freedom and success and with incredible income. And it's not all about that. It's about what they give, like how they give back so selflessly and they're so abundant and there's no scarcity. And you're all of a sudden exposed to like what's possible and you're just like, wow, if that person can do it, why can't I? So yeah, I agree with you. I think being surrounded by inspirational people really helps you to create and form your vision over time. And in the beginning, yep, those feelings of like, I can't create that. I'm not like that person or, you know, worthiness issues come up because you're like, you know, they're better than I am. And, you know, all those things are normal, I think, but I think when you do the work and maybe if you get a coach, a mindset coach, or you actually just do the work from personal development courses, over time you build that belief, you build your self-worth. And instead of comparing yourself to successful people in network marketing, you actually use them as your inspiration and your, I guess, like part of the vision of what was possible for you. I wanted to tease that out just because that's actually going to be my next question for people who are like, okay, like I need vision. I know you said personal development, but is there any special book or things that helped you get really good with your vision? I know you said your vision statement. I think we've got a um, vision 
workshop coming up in January. So for you guys who aren't subscribed to our newsletter, please do or make sure we send out a newsletter in the new year so you have an opportunity to come join us for a vision casting workshop. But yeah, with your with vision, how did you obviously surrounding yourself with people who had created what you wanted to create and you saw that other successful people had vision statements? What were some things or resources that you originally tapped into, maybe books, courses that maybe people listening can be like, I need help getting clear on my with vision? That, yeah. Um, some books definitely were things from like Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you like that sort of style, if you think that's too sciencey for you, there's a recent book that Loz and I have both read, um, called You're Not Broken by Chris Duncan. He's like kind of really like just dumbed down quantum physics and not made it so complicated. And it's just so simple. Like you are a divine co-creator with the universe and you can create whatever you want. That's his message. And it's very simple. Dr. John Martini, just like I've always had podcasts in my ears or I've always had those types of books in my hands, um, even just doing courses. Like I have done a, a few of Joe Dispenza's courses. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. And if you ever have the opportunity to do like a money mindset course, I think that it's really helpful because I think a lot of our self-limiting beliefs stem from our childhood stories of around money and I know that was a big thing for both of us was like us breaking the lineage of our money stories and you know what what we're worthy of and I think that's a big part of it so I don't think there's like any particular book that I can recommend other than Joe's and John's and even Chris Duncan's that he, their work is probably like the main stuff that I read. But there are so many incredible coaches out there or not coaches, just like spiritual teachers who who do that really well. Gabrielle Bernstein, another one, she's beautiful. Yeah, just immerse yourself in that. It doesn't have to be woo-woo. It doesn't have to be like, you know, like out there. It's There's actual science behind it. So if you can find someone you resonate with, definitely dive into that sort of world because it really has helped over the years. And then I think just reinforcing what you were saying before too, um, like it really brings to light that you are the five people that you hang out with. So if you're looking around your circle and you're not inspired, you don't have a circle, you actually have a cage. And so whether it's exposure in the network marketing or whatever profession it is, but think about your vision and what you're wanting to create and then go and surround yourself with people. I think it'd be really easy for, and I talk on, I probably talk on behalf of Shannon and myself as I say this, but to lose vision if I didn't see people around me creating what I wanted to create. But I think the reason we've been able to hold on to that vision is because we know it's possible. We've seen so many people go before us who have been able to create that. So we know it's not a matter of if it's just when it's just when when's it going to happen time's going to catch up so just recapping some of the things that you've said so on the journey what helped you stay course was obviously you decided to do the inner work on yourself and think about how to shenny 2.0 show up so you did the 75 hard challenge you asked yourself what would you do if money was an issue and the answer for you was you got a coach a big lesson for you was surrendering and um always coming back to your vision so what do you think shifted? When did you start seeing some momentum? Or did you want to even tease out that surrender piece a little bit more? Or when did you finally catch the lesson? Or was it not till hindsight looking back like, oh, I was surrender the whole time? Yeah, I I think I finally got it when I put my conference speech together because that closing speech was it was revolved around 
four of the principles out of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I had 60 minutes to deliver this incredible book that is literally so old. It's like from the early 1900s, but it's interesting how it's such an old book, yet it still holds universal truth in it. But anyway, I digress. So I was asked to close our company conference and I thought, and I had just finished reading that book and I just thought, I need to teach myself everything I just read out of this book. Like this is not a book that I just want to read and put back on the shelf. Like I really want to implement it. So out of all the wonderful teachings out of it, I had to pick four. And the reason why I had to pick four (laughs) is because my, my speaker trainer coach who you have worked with, Lozzie, and we've had on the podcast, Harry Singer, he suggested to like deliver my message in an acronym. So I was like, oh my God. So I literally like went through the entire book a second time. I didn't read it again. I just like skimmed through all the bits of the book that I had highlighted that really meant a lot to me. And I'm, I'm a book highlighter, <laughs> except for when Loz lends me a book, I don't highlight her books. But when she's borrowed one of mine, she's like, oh my God, there's so much highlighting. <laughs> so I went back through Think and Grow Rich And I wrote down everything on paper that I highlighted and asked myself the question, why was that relevant for me? And so I came up with one word for everything I had highlighted. I literally had hundreds of words on a piece of paper. And then I was like, I need to make a four word, like a four letter acronym out of this. And the four words that came up were um, persistence, action, imagination, and desire. Because those were the four chapters that actually moved me. Like if I'm talking like, you know, when you read a book and you cry because you just like, oh my God, I get this. Like it makes so much sense. Those were the four chapters that really resonated with me. And funnily enough, like this is hilarious. I jumped on Google and I was like, how do I make an acronym out of these words? And the word paid came up. I was like, perfect. My conference closing speech is going to be revolved around how to get paid but not how to get paid financially. Like, yes, that was definitely a piece of it, but it was how to be paid in success, how to be paid in joy, how to be paid in abundance, fulfillment, purpose, worthiness. So I was like, oh my God, this is all coming together like really beautifully for my 60 minute speech. So writing the speech was so therapeutic for me because I had to divide it up into four sections. I had to write you know, a section on P, which was persistence. And then I had to write a section on A, which was taking action. I had to write a section on I, which was having imagination. And imagination just means like vision, pretty much like imagining your future, having faith and just being crystal clear on that imagination of what you can create. And then I had to write a, the last section on D, which was desire. And that was my favorite chapter in the book because he spoke he spoke about how every single successful person on the planet has had an insatiable desire to create what they want and go for it without giving up. And that was the like big aha moment for me. I was like, I do want this. Like I have such a strong desire for this that I will not give up. And I was taking action already. So that wasn't a problem. I had imagination. Like my vision was always crystal clear I was just missing the faith part of imagination. That's That was my big aha moment. Like I had vision for what I wanted, but when I really got down to the nitty gritty of it, I didn't have faith that I could achieve it because I thought it was going to happen in four months, but 
it was taking much longer than that. So I had lost my faith a bit. Um, and persistence is just like in our DNA laws. Like that's why we get on so well because it's just intrinsically wired in our brain to persist no matter what. So that wasn't the problem. So my aha moment really when writing out the speech was I have all these things except faith um, and the faith piece in Think and Grow Rich really is about surrendering. When you think about it, it's about just believing that you can do it and that it'll happen in due time and in perfect time. And when I wrote that piece for the closing conference, it was actually, I think I cried in that part, like in the conference speech, because I was like, I freaking lost my faith, but shit, I need it again. So I share in the actual conference speech, my moment of like, oh my God, like I need to have faith again. I've lost my faith. And when I finished the conference speech, it was just like this big, like, oh my God, that was therapeutic and I get it. And I'm just going to have faith and keep going. And that was in June this year. So what's that? June, July, August, September, October, four months. Oh my God, that's weird. (laughs) I just realized full circle for, it took me four months to achieve the goal from actually like getting the message. How magical is that? Oh, I only just realized that myself. That's crazy. (laughs) What a beautiful journey though, Shannon. Like I said, it's just been an honor being on the journey with you. And yeah, I'm just lucky to have you as a best friend, but also I don't talk about enough, but you've also mentored me so much in business. I know we do business together, we're business partners, but you lead and when you say you're going to do something, you do it with integrity and you do it first. You never ask your team to do anything that you don't do. And, and I just think that's so admirable. There's very few people in this world that I am, I want to emulate. And you are one of them, honey. So I just think congratulations. You, I love you. I love doing this with you. It's We learn so much from each other. You have taught me so much. Um, and it's just like I don't actually know what this business would look like, like without our beautiful little soul sissy relationship we have, like it, there's been so many dark times over the last six years of us doing this together. But if I can give any advice to anyone listening to this, who is in the network marketing profession, find your soul sister in this because it definitely makes the journey easier. So I appreciate you, babe. Is there anything else you want to share? Any advice, reflections before we finish up an amazing episode? Nope. I think that's it. I think just whatever resonates with anyone from this episode, just take action on it. I think um, one of the patterns I see in people who give up on themselves is they're just not taking action on their aha moments like they get the aha moment but they don't put it forward and take action on it so whatever you got from this episode like whether it's getting a coach or it's being the next level version of you or it's I don't know like creating a vision statement um like take action on it because the worst thing you could ever do is to not because I think failure isn't not achieving. I think failure is giving up. So don't give up on your dreams. Just keep going. 
And guys, we have something so exciting to share with you guys. We only have one episode left of 2021 and we have some pretty epic stuff to share with you. So we're going to make you wait. So (laughs) we're going to end the year with a bang. So we hope you have loved this episode and share it with a friend. Make sure you check out Shen's conference um, closing speech and we'll make sure to pop that in the show notes. And we will see you in two weeks time for the final episode of the year. God, it's gonna be such a good episode. Should we give them a clue or nah? Nah. nah. <laughs> nah <baby. laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Hey guys, was here. What an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and it's empowered you to make some amazing changes and choices in your life. Don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode by giving us a five-star review. It really helps us know we're on track and serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout out of the week. Every week on our Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So be sure to leave your Instagram handle or website in your review so we can share it with our amazing community. I have been so excited to share with you guys my book, Life Above Zero. It's a book based in psychology and science, specifically written for women who feel empowered yet unfulfilled and are seeking help to find their clarity and happiness. Women just like you who want to be empowered with the tools to master their mindset, to overcome self-sabotage and create a life, business or career they love in alignment with their values and inner truth. I wanted to save you tens of thousands of dollars, years of your time, energy, and heartbreak, studying psychology, getting a degree, attending personal development weekends and seminars, and hours scrolling online looking for the right person to help. So here it is. I have condensed everything I've learned personally and professionally from working with people, their psychology, and their mindset over the last decade and have put it into a beautiful book you can enjoy and make your way through at your own pace. I share personal stories throughout so you can find comfort in knowing you're not broken, crazy or alone in what you're going through. I cry and laugh with you and you know you can always rely on me for that tough, bozzy love in there too. If you're not a big reader and would rather have me read it to you on your morning walk or the daily commute to work or whilst you're sipping on that wine making dinner, then don't worry, you can also get my book on Audible. If you click on the link in the show notes, you'll be able to grab yourself a copy. And if you head over to my website, www.lifeabovezero.com.au and sign up to my newsletter, you can even have the first chapter sent to you for free while you wait for your copy to arrive in the mail. Make sure you tag me in yours when it arrives. I love seeing it in your hands and hearing what you guys are taking from it. Don't forget to head over to the show notes for you to check out any links, books, or references we mentioned in this episode and our cheat sheets. Before we go, we just wanted to say a big thank you for being here, for committing to being the best version of you, and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, if you think there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode. Share it with them right now. The reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give and the more you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all our other podcasts. Sending you guys so much love and we'll see you soon.